are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Welcome to the Informative Conversations podcast show. My guest today is Cheryl Wilson. Cheryl is an experienced Shopify store owner and Shopify business coach with over 20 years of corporate experience. Welcome, Cheryl. Hi, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, sure. Thanks for joining me and accepting my invitation. I asked Cheryl for an interview because Cheryl started a business later in life. So before we get into your story, Cheryl, tell my listeners a little about yourself. Okay, certainly. Um, again, thank you again for having me here. I just look forward to you know talking to you and um, hopefully this message will uh, be interesting to some of your listeners. Mm-hmm. But I'm Cheryl Wilson. Um, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I've been in the, uh, in Georgia for many, many years now. Um, I've owned several businesses and today I operate a Shopify store. Uh, I sell electric bicycles. The name of the company is all around e-bikes. Um, but before that, I actually worked in corporate America for many years. Um, I've had other businesses. My very first business is, oh, it's, is called Vertronics Media. And that's where I, um, at the time I, built websites for people. And I also did search engine optimization, also known as SEO. Um, I started that many, many years ago. And today I use that business to to um, offer Shopify coaching services. I'm also a mom of two uh, millennials. And um, that's basically it. Mm. Well, Cheryl, when I heard that, uh, first let me let my listeners know that Cheryl and I go way back. We once attended uh, a church together many years ago. And um, not too long ago, we reconnected. And Cheryl, I, when I found out that you were starting a new business and that you were selling, you call them e-bikes, electric bikes? Yes, they're electric bicycles. How, two questions in one, what made you take the challenge to even start a business later in life? And and how did you go about choosing e-bikes? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Kind of a tough question, too. So, you know, Jacqueline, we've known each other for a very long time, and um, I've always been interested in business. Um, my, uh, my dad, um, he actually owned a small business. So when I was a little girl, I would, you know, go to my dad's business. He owned uh, a full service gas station, you know, back in the day, gas mm-hmm. stations were you had a mechanic and you had a guy who would come out and pump gas. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, you know, in probably an elementary school or middle school. And my dad would let me he would I would go to the uh, to the to like the warehouse where he could put where he would buy candy. Mm-hmm. He would let me pick out candy for his candy counter. And so mm-hmm. I kind of work with my dad's business. So I'm a person who just by nature enjoys business. It's kind of weird because when I was um, in my early teens, I would read um, 
Black Business Enterprise and Ebony and Jet Magazine. And it was normal Mm -hmm. to me to read these topics, even though I didn't understand everything. It was quite normal. Mm -hmm. So um, as I matured into, you know, young adult life, I had I was involved in other businesses. I started Retronics Media in 1997 and I worked a corporate job then, too. But in 97, what I did then is I wanted to incorporate um, my love for business, technology and marketing. So, you know, back then the Internet was brand, brand new. Mm-hmm. Not many people knew anything about it. So um, right. I can remember going out to pitch companies and I would literally take a paper presentation of what a website would look mm-hmm. like. And we would talk about right. it. It's kind of funny when I think about it today, but I did. Uh-huh. And there was only a handful of people who were interested in the web back then. You know, this is like uh, late 90s. So um, to cut to the chase, I was always interested in online businesses. And I studied and I read and I bought a lot of courses. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm the guy who has bought a lot of courses. <laughs> I tried a lot of things. <laughs> some of them worked, some of them didn't work. Yeah. Okay, so to move forward, um, later on in life, I... I went back to corporate America and I worked with a company that makes technology for banks and credit unions. And I did that for a long time. At the time, our sons were uh, in middle school and I was thinking, okay, it's time for them to go to college. You know, I need to get stable and get a real job. So I went back to work. Um, But I still had that longing to be an an independent business owner. It's just in me. You know, what can I say? So later on, um, well, my husband, he took an interest in real estate. So I took another shift and I learned about real estate and I've learn how to flip houses. And I did that for a while. Well, what happened then later on is this was in 2019. Um, I experienced a major life change. Um, I actually left, left my marriage of uh, 30 years and um, yeah, it was not easy. Um, It was heartbreaking in a lot of ways, but it was also something that I absolutely had to do. And I know many of your listeners may not fully understand and um, I understand why they wouldn't understand because most people would say, wow, you were together that long. Couldn't you just work it out? Especially, you know, when we were, you know, we're both, you know, in the faith and we both love the Lord. It was not something that I would say um, I necessarily saw coming. It's something I probably mm-hmm. should have done early on, but I didn't. But nevertheless, it was in the spring of 2019, or actually the summer when I actually left my home and I moved in with one of my sons. And um, it was also at that same time, a few months earlier. Um, I was uh, I had just sold a house in the real estate business. And um, due to the change in my personal life, uh, I couldn't I didn't have the resources within me to do another real estate project. Mm. So I also had this burning desire to finish what I started in the online space. I mean, I had bought all these courses. I wanted an online business. So um, I learned that I ran, ran across. a I got a mentor, I guess I should say someone mm. who taught me how to build an online business. Actually, I bought a course. So, but through that, I learned how to build a, a store using Shopify, which is a really popular platform for uh, online stores. And that's how I got to where I am today. Um, now, how did I get past the major life change? Well, that that's a complete story. I'll tell more if you want to know. <laughs> right. Well, well, first, um, um, wait a minute. Well, first, let me just go back to some, a statement you made. You said many of my listeners may not understand after 30 years. Um, I have to disagree with that because there are so many people that have had your life situation. So I'm sure there are, are a, a lot of them that um, that understand that when you've done all you can, sometimes it's just nothing else that 
that you can do. And um, so, but I'm glad that you were able to um, overcome and that you're doing better now. And that's something good uh, for my listeners to know that um, you can overcome. Explain um, the difference between Shopify, because you said it's an online store, and Amazon. Oh, sure. Well, so Amazon, of course, is a huge organization. And with Amazon, uh, small businesses can sell products on Amazon and then Amazon sells products on Amazon. Okay. So with Shopify, it's like a platform for anyone who wants to sell products online. Now with Amazon, you know, you, you're going to pay fees to Amazon and you don't really own the store per se. And I'm not an Amazon store owner. So, you know, somebody, you, people would want to fact check that. But with Shopify, you 100% own your store. And of course you pay business fees for this, to use of their platform, but you don't give Shopify a cut of your business each month. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And do you, and so how, what made you, um, back to my question before, what made you choose e-bikes? Uh, and can you sell, because you say in a store, can you sell more than one item on your store? Oh, absolutely. So um, I did research and I wanted to, well, first I wanted to sell high ticket products. I didn't really want to sell, you know, low ticket, like like things that are maybe under $100 or $20. I wanted to sell higher ticket items mm -hmm. uh, because, uh, you know, there's opportunity for more profit margin there. And um, it's basically the same amount of work, whether you're selling a, a piece of jewelry for $10 or an e-bike for $1,500, you still have to promote and market. Um, and so, so that's how I chose, well, th that was one decision. Then the other decision was I did research and I could tell that e-bikes e were, um, they've been popular, you know, in other parts of the world for many years, but in the States, they're just becoming popular. So I saw a growth opportunity there. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and so is your store, I know it's online, but how many different countries are you currently selling in? Oh, sure. So I only focus in the United States. Uh, okay. And um, you also asked how many products. So I sell mainly electric bicycles and electric scooters, but I also have accessories for those products. And I just stay in that lane. I mean, I could create a general store if I wanted to, but that's not what I want to do for my marketing. I focus in the electric bike lane. Okay. And so you, you mentioned that you um, had a mentor. And you had studied, how long did it take you to gain the knowledge enough so that you could, you were now ready to begin your own store? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I actually bought a course, I believe it was around March of 2019. Mm -hmm. And I had this goal to go live by May of 2019. Oh. I'm chuckling because we can have our goals, but things don't always pan out. Yes. Well. One thing happened is in our family, um, sort of like our matriarch, we called her St. Thelma, our aunt passed away. Mm. And that was traumatic because we all leaned on her for many, many years. Right. And so she passed away in April. So went to the services uh, to Indianapolis. And then I decided to go back home to spend time with my cousin, who was her her daughter. I just wanted to spend time with family because, you know, we we loved Aunt Thelma. She was her nickname was St. Thelma. So mm -hmm. she was a believer, love the Lord. She was the kind of woman that when you um, were in her presence, you wanted to do right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of woman she was. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I'm kind of tearing up thinking about um, it. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so I already bought this course and um, I was at my cousin's house and I even attempted to uh, to go through some of the details of the course while I was there. Well, when I got back home in to, when I got back home to Georgia, um, things in my personal life went south. And um, basically what happened at that point was the plans just got put on hold. I mean, I had to make some other decisions. So now it's June, early July. Mm-hmm. I'm not really building my store. I had moved in with my son and I literally took a break. Like my oldest son said, mom, why don't you just, uh, you know, this is going to sound kind of funny, but he says, mom, why don't you just do like food delivery? That'll just give you something to do mm-hmm. right, to keep right. your mind occupied. And mm-hmm. that was interesting. You're talking about a person who was a senior status. I'm not a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a huge corporate background. I've sold houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've owned businesses. Now I'm doing food delivery. And I was mm-hmm. okay with it, honestly, mm-hmm. Jacqueline. Right. Right. Because That's my, good. yeah, my state of mind at the time was I just needed to get out of my son's apartment for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I needed to just to do something. But right. I knew I couldn't focus on building a business. Right. Mm, yeah. And, and a lot of people make a great living uh, doing that doing the food delivery. How long after that did you start to build your store? Yeah, thank you for picking that up again. So mm-hmm. that was around the July, August timeframe. Um, one of my sons, my youngest one and I, we moved into an apartment in August. I uh, actually uh, launched the store. I went live in October mm-hmm. and I got my first sale about two weeks after that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, now Cheryl, do you, um, two things, two questions. Do you need to be a technical genius to operate an online store? And is, is operating the online store easy? So you don't need to be a technical genius to operate a store, but you do have to have some business, some computer acumen, you know, you have to be comfortable viewing a web page. You have to be comfortable asking questions. Um, you've got to know how to use your computer. Um, you need to know how to do basic things like open up notepad, you know, navigate to a website, be organized with your file structure on your computer. Um, and what was the second question? Is, is, is running an online store easy? No, not easy. It's you're building a business. So that's the thing about running an online store. Um, there are some people, you know, marketers and people who are selling the thought of owning an online store They might suggest that you can do certain things in a short amount of time, but I knew that I was building a business, but at the same time, I I did have a little different expectation. Um, I say that because you're, you're building a business. You, you know, I got a business license. I went through all the procedures that one would do to open up a physical store, except that mine's online and I have to market. I have to get to know my audience. Um, I had to develop supplier relationships. And of course, as you can remember, this all started in 2019 and, and what happened in March of 2020, right? Yeah. We, we, we had this global pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I'm a new store owner, not really familiar with Shopify, not familiar with my niche real well, to be honest, mm-hmm. and not familiar with my suppliers, but all of a sudden sales spiked because of the pandemic, people, mm. you know, they, they wanted to buy bicycles. So it was really crazy. Um Bike sales went, they just went to the roof. But then we also dealt with um, supply chain issues where 
parts weren't available because of the pandemic. There was a shortage of labor. Mm. It was crazy to say the least. Um, That went on all the way through really the fall of 20, the fall of 20, Mm. 2020. Mm. And then, you know, other things happened in the fall of 2021, you know, so it was, uh, so to answer your question, is it easy? No. Can it be done? Absolutely. And it could be done by a young person to a person who has more experience in life. It's your approximately how many hours a day are, do you have to commit to your business? Okay. So when I first started, um, Jacqueline, I was probably four to six hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes in the early stages, maybe only four because things I wouldn't be as busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I work at full time. I'm pretty much 40 hours a week. So about eight hours a day. Wow. Wow. And, and how has God blessed you in your business? Wow. That's a great question in a lot of ways. So um, some of my first thoughts, I mean, there's just so much I could say, you know, going through having a major life change when I'm about to launch a new business, it, it was huge. Mm-hmm. I had to, I mean, I was going through a lot of emotional trauma. There's no other right. way to put it. I was yes, pretty yes. much broken. <laughs> yes. I was a hundred percent broken. I had struggled with my faith a lot at that time. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed because yes, it's like, yes. who leaves a marriage after so many years, decades? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was not sure how I was going to answer that with when people asked me about it. Um, mm-hmm. But through the grace of God, I got through that. And nothing but the grace of God, because mm-hmm. I went through a phase where I didn't want to pray anymore. I didn't mm-hmm. want to talk to God. Um, mm-hmm. Got bad. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you're when you're saved by the blood of Jesus and you mm-hmm. know the Lord, you yes. know, you know, there's no place else to go. Yes, yes, yes. I knew I wasn't going back the other way. Amen. I knew mm-hmm. where I had to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I and I in some ways I knew God would forgive me and could understand mm-hmm. my plight. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's kind of where I, that's where I got, that's where I was, you know, in the beginning stages. And, um, I kind of forgot the other part of your question. Well, I, probably, you know, you say, I asked you how has God blessed you in your Oh business. yeah. Yeah. So that, that part was the, the huge blessing, just getting past that. I mean, I can't say that enough because he, um, understood my situation. Yeah. And once I got myself back together, and nothing but the grace of God. When I got back to where I was reading the Bible again, praying, trusting him, mm-hmm. he continued to bless me. So um, I'll just fast forward. Uh, 2022 has been a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sales are, they're, they're great. I've been very blessed in terms of learning how to, to run the business. Um, I've added staff. So I have two uh, part-time employees who work with me now. Mm-hmm. And um I'm I'm at a point now where I, I definitely have a vision for the business that I can see it will develop. But just on the day-to-day things, you know, when you have um this is a business where I buy product up front and I get paid later. Um most of my most of my uh, customers pay immediately, but then I have some other accounts that pay on terms. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been little things where you 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 know you need to get a deposit in by a certain date. And you're you have no control over when that deposit is going to come. But, you know, you know, God made it, he He did it. He made that deposit come through on the date when I needed mm-hmm. it. And it's just mm-hmm. little things like that, that um, right. I could only attribute, you know, to our Heavenly Father. 
Mm-hmm. And, and me trusting him through the business, you know, it's just really, there's a, just a lot of trust and a lot of faith here as I do my day-to-day job. And sure, you said now you have two online part-time employees? Yes. Okay. Is this a family-owned business? Well, um, technically, I'm the sole owner of it. Um, it's family-owned in that I have two adult sons and I rely on them quite a bit. Um, They don't work in the business in terms of the day-to-day aspect, but Mm -hmm. I call on them for advice on a regular basis. You know, Mm -hmm. they're millennials, so they're young. They think differently. They see things differently. Mm -hmm. And when I just need advice, I'll just say, hey, what do you think about this uh, ad? Or what do you think about Mm -hmm. this situation? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, one of my sons, he has a background in piano and he works in um, food service industry also. So he has a lot of experience with customer service Mm -hmm. and he has a, he studied digital marketing too. Mm -hmm. Um, So my other son is involved in finance and they have a different, different experiences, but it all makes sense when it's me, I'm in the middle thinking, okay, I need a, I need some suggestions here on financing. So I know I can talk to my son, Ryan, (laughs) And if I need some suggestions on how to approach a particular marketing strategy or what do you think about this layout, mm-hmm. I can speak to my son, Darian. So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. Amen. Amen. So, so Cheryl, you know, back to your, your children, your sons are uh, millennials. How does, what, what is the average age of your clients? Oh, that's a great question. You would think that it would be younger people, but honestly, electric bikes are most, well, there's a range, but on average, most of my customers are probably in the 50, mm-hmm. well, actually about 60 to 80 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because an electric bicycle has something called pedal assist. It actually has a motor, a controller, and a display. Mm-hmm. And it also has a throttle. So the motor, when you get on your bike, on an electric bike, the motor kicks in. And that's what pedal assist is. So you can pedal using your human energy, but the motor also assists. Mm-hmm. So um, the other side of it is it has some electric bikes have a throttle. So a throttle can be a twist throttle or a thumb throttle. When you twist the throttle or press the thumb throttle, the bike goes, it takes off like a motorcycle. So oh. that means, yeah, so that means you don't have to pedal at all. So mm-hmm. what's interesting is my clients, um, they can be, or customers, I should say, they could be 60 years old. They haven't been on a bike in 15 years, 20 years, but they want to get out and they want to exercise. Um, I've sold my very first bike that I sold was to a gentleman who was probably about 80 years old. And I was so excited. He bought the bike and um, he actually had to return the bike because the recommendation that I made at the time wasn't the best recommendation for him. So I decided to take the bike back. I thought, well, to me, this is the right thing to do. He needed what's called a low step through. So in the biking world, you know, you could have like the traditional men's bike, which you step over, right? It has a top bar and you step over it. Right. Or a woman's bike, you step through it. Right. And um, I didn't know at the time that there's something called a low step through. So a low step through may have from the ground to the, um, just above the crank, it may be between 12 and about 15 inches. And so seniors tend to need a lower step through or people with uh, injuries, you know, what's, what's, what I love about the e-bike business is that it's actually, we're helping people because a young person who has an injury could use a low step through. A senior who just can't get that hip to work right <laughs> could use a low step through. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Now, do you find that um, these bikes sell better in warmer climates in the U.S.? 
Well, definitely sales are are probably higher in Florida, uh, in, in California and Arizona, definitely. But they're sold all over. But because one thing about electric bikes is this, um, because it, most of them have a lithium battery and lithium ion um, is a chemical, it basically doesn't perform well in cold. So in the winter, you're, you're probably not going to ride. You could ride your bike some, but you won't get the distance that you would get in the warmer clients, mm-hmm. climates rather. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so Cheryl, would you, if someone was, was interested in in starting a Shopify store, uh, what would be your advice to them? Well, I think the first thing I would say, um, it, it's a business. So you want to think truly about how you're going to market and commit, what are you going to commit to to paying for advertising? Because you're going to want to get people to your store and you're going to you're going to want to pay for ads. Um, that's what I do in my store. I, I don't use Facebook ads, but I use Google shopping ads. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is you'd want to do your research, decide what products do you want to sell. And you want to do research to make sure that there's a market out there. Um, if people are already looking for your product, it's a lot easier than for you to go out and convince somebody first to tell people that the product exists mm-hmm. and then convince them to trust your brand. Mm-hmm. Um so those, those are my first two thoughts. And um, my third thought would be, well, third and fourth would be, it, it's a business. So you're going to, you're going to grow. You're going to want to study. You're going to want to um, learn about digital marketing. Um, you're going to want to have good skills to develop your supplier network by studying. I guess my main takeaway on that is just simply always be learning. Don't be in a situation where you've started the store and you're not learning anymore. You know, don't give up, you know, reach out for help, get a coach if you need to get a coach. Um, but before you do all of that, make sure you start with what I would call a practical sense, you know, that there's really a market for the thing that you want to sell and that you're committed to the process. It's not going to happen overnight. You, it's not likely you're going to start a store in March and um, be ready to, to leave your job if you have one three months later. Um, it is likely that you're going to put some time and some real work into it, though. And so, sure, you said that you don't do Facebook ads, but you do Google ads. Why is that? Well, I mainly do Google Shopify. I'm sorry, Google Shopping ads. Mm-hmm. Um, the shopping network is a place where products are listed and people enter in keywords and they, they're looking for a specific thing. So I put my products where the audience is. Now, the audience is clearly on social media, but I do sell high ticket. So I tend not to uh, focus on... Um, Facebook ads for high ticket. That's just a personal choice. If someone wanted showed interest, could they get in touch with you to coach them? Yeah, I would certainly be happy to take on, um, you know, people for coaching. How can my listeners get in touch with you? The best way to reach me is um, to the website at Vertronics. Dot com. That's V-E-R-T-R-O-N-I-C-S. Um, also, my email address is vertronics at gmail.com. Okay. And Cheryl, what would you say to encourage someone who may have a situation, you know, that's as devastating as yours was, you know, been in a marriage for 30 years or 
you know, having to move or just anything that's devastating to them. And they have to pick themselves up and, and keep going later in life. What would you say to encourage them um, to help them make it through? That's a great question. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, my first thought is always trust God. Um, for those who know the Lord, even though you're going through a difficult time, you know, there's a song that says trouble doesn't last always. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you're going through it mm-hmm. because you may feel forsaken. But I would always remember that scripture. The word says that God will never leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I held on to, even though sometimes I didn't feel it. But in mm-hmm. my mind, I, I held on to that. Um, I think that really, you know, in, in life, there's just you have these seasons and you're going through or you're coming out. And if you can just hold on to your faith and hopefully the person would have a family or good friends that they could also hold on to. Cause that's really what kind of helped me to keep it together. Mostly my faith and then just friends and having my sons in my life. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say, don't give up, you know, trust the Lord. He, he will be with you through it. And in the end, you know, he will get the victory and he'll get the glory in my life right now. I mean, I'm living in a situation where my needs are, being taken care of. Mm. I'm at peace. You know, I'm not mm. angry. Mm. Some of the things that I dealt with before, I don't deal with those things anymore. So even though a lot of that life experience was super hard, um, I can honestly say where I am right now, I'm at a hundred percent peace. Mm. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay. Sure. So how, after working at 40 hours a week and so forth, how do you spend your free time now? Well, I do work a lot, um, but I spend time with my sons. Um, in the summer, I'll ride my, I do have an electric bike and I'll ride my bike. Um, I don't ride it as much as I should probably, but I enjoy riding it and I enjoy walking. Um, and then also I like making jewelry. I just do that for fun. So I'm, I'll make earrings and necklaces. People have often asked me, they'll say, oh, you make jewelry. Why don't you sell it? My response immediately is nope. That is strictly for my fun, you know, mm-hmm. it's so calming and peaceful. Mm-hmm. And so I do that um, and really just enjoy life. You know, I get to travel a little bit. Um, I'm looking forward to traveling more, but I try to take a few trips, you know, each year. Right. And I spend time with my family. We have, um, I guess I'm in the older generation now. So I have cousins, you know, whom, whom I love and I try to see them and we just live a pretty normal life and try to enjoy life. Mm, but you can say right now, you live a life of peace. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely of peace. Um, I have a church that I'm involved with too. I'm not mm-hmm. as active in the church as I would like to be, but I, you know, I do, I did reconnect with the ministry. Um, I think it was earlier this year and that's been beautiful. Um, it's primarily online, but they do have a location here in the uh, Metro Atlanta area as well. So um, I look forward to, you know, spending more time with them as time goes on. But yeah, I, I'm 100%. Um, I'm, I'm happy, you know, Jacqueline, it's a situation where a couple of years ago, I guess almost three years ago now, it didn't look too good, you know, but um, I can honestly say I'm happy now. Hey, man. Oh, what a blessing. That's good. And your sons, are they happy also? Yeah, they're definitely happy. They're, you know, they were very much concerned for me before and that burden has been lifted from them. Mm. 
Mm. Oh, that's great. That's great, Cheryl. Well, I want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I thought it would be inspiring for my listeners. And um, thanks for giving me your time today. All right, well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for inviting me here. And I really appreciate it.